Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's holy word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. Today is Monday. It is December 5th. Our prayer today is going to be from lifting up our hearts, but just an announcement. Our winner of Piercing Heaven is Marilyn DeCam. Uh, the book will be in, I think, on Wednesday or Thursday. I'll let you know when it is here and you can pick it up. Uh, probably do another giveaway of Piercing Heaven or maybe Fount of Heaven in January. Watch for that opportunity. But as I said, lifting up our hearts is our prayer book for today. Let us pray. Grant, Almighty God, that since you have been pleased to show to us the way in which we cannot err, provided we obey you, grant that we may render ourselves really teachable and ready to obey, and never undertake anything but what we know is approved by you, nor turn aside on the right hand or on the left, but continue in that form of worship you have prescribed to us in your word, so that we may be able to bear witness not only before the world, but before you and the holy angels, that we might obediently follow you. And may we never blend anything of our own, but with submissive minds worship you alone and strive to render ourselves wholly subject to you until having at length rendered to you due service through the whole course of our life, we shall reach that blessed rest your Son has procured for us by his own blood. Amen. All right, we're going to take in the first half of Isaiah chapter 37 today. We'll be reading from verse 1 through verse 20. Hear the word of the Lord. As soon as King Hezekiah heard it, he tore his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord. And he sent Eliakim, who was over the household, and Shebna, the secretary, and the senior priest covered with sackcloth to the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos. They said to him, Thus says Hezekiah, This day is a day of distress, of rebuke, and of disgrace. Children have come to the point of birth, and there is no strength to bring them forth. It may be that the Lord your God will hear the words of the Rabshakeh, whom his master, the king of Assyria, has sent to mock the living God, and will rebuke the words that the Lord your God has heard. Therefore lift up your prayer to the remnant that is left. When the servants of King Hezekiah came to Isaiah, Isaiah said to them, Say to your master, Thus says the Lord, Do not be afraid because of the words that you have heard, with which the young men of the king of Assyria have reviled me. Behold, I will put a spirit in him, so that he shall hear a rumor, and return to his own land, and I will make him fall by the sword in his own land. The Rabshakeh returned and found the king of Assyria fighting against Libnah, for he had heard that the king had left Lachish. Now the king heard concerning Terhakahah, king of Cush. He has set out to fight against you. And when he heard it, he sent messengers to Hezekiah, saying, Thus shall you speak to Hezekiah, king of Judah. Do not let your God, in whom you trust, deceive you by promising that Jerusalem will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Behold, you have heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all lands, devoting them to destruction. And and shall you be delivered? Have the gods of the nations delivered them, the nations that my fathers destroyed? Gozan, Haran, Rezup, and the people of Eden who were in Telassar. Where is the king of Hamath, the king of Arpad, the king of the city of Sepharim, the king of... Hena, or the king of Ivha. Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, or Lord of hosts, God of Israel, enthroned above the cherubim, 
You are the God. You alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth, you have made heaven and earth. Incline your ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see and hear all the words of Sennacherib, which he has sent to mock the living God. Truly, O Lord, the kings of Assyria have laid waste all the nations and their lands and have cast their gods into the fire, for they were no gods, but the work of men's hands, woods and stone. Therefore they were destroyed. So now, O Lord, our God, save us from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone are the Lord. So this story continues, and it's an interesting one, isn't it? We had this Rabshakeh come and deliver this message, and basically it was a mocker, making a mockery of God. It was equating him to all the false idols of the other nations because this king of Assyria is saying, hey, they thought their gods were going to save them. You're going to end up the same. Uh, your God is not going to be able to save you. And so we hear, as we come to chapter 37, that King Hezekiah heard all this, and what did he do? He goes into a, a mourning mode. He tears his clothes, he covers himself with sackcloth, and he went into the house of the Lord. This is a sign of submission. This is a sign of him realizing he has no hope within himself. He knows that he is not going to stop the king of Assyria on his own. And so he sends these messengers to Isaiah. And so we see that, that he is asking for God to rescue him. He's asking for God to take care of this. And, and notice that he understands that this is making a mockery of the living God. And so God is, or he is saying to God, I, I need you to come. I need you to prove. You need to rescue your people. And so what do we have here? We have Isaiah telling them, you know, don't listen to this. Well, where I want us to focus today is the response of Hezekiah from hearing a repeat of this message. Uh, what happened? Uh, these, these messengers come and they repeat the message. Your God is going to be no different than the gods of these other lands. But what does King Hezekiah acknowledge. This is what is important. This, this is huge. And we see this in, in verse 15 as it starts. O Lord of God, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, and throw it above the cherubim, you are the God. You alone of all the kings of the earth, you have made heaven and earth. Now that's an important statement. That is a monotheistic statement. In a time where there are pagans everywhere, there's this, this pluralistic society, for lack of a better way to describe it. Here, Hezekiah is, is confessing monotheism, isn't he? That you're the one who made heaven and earth. All these other ones, they're nothing. And so what does he do? He says, incline your ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see and hear all the words of Sennacherib, which is sent to mock the living God. And so he is making this plea to God. He's, he's confessing who God is, but he's also acknowledging before God that these things are being said are making a mockery of who you are. And so he also acknowledges, hey, the kings of Assyria, verse 18, the kings of Assyria have laid waste all the nations in their lands and have cast their gods into the fire, for they were no gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Again, this confession of the true and living God. And so what does Hezekiah say? So now, O Lord our God, save us from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone are the Lord. 
this rescue that he is expecting is, is to be a witness to the nations that the God of Israel is the Lord of heaven and earth. This is a witness to who he is and his power. And so as we think about this, we've, we've talked about idols and idolatry a lot through this book of Isaiah, haven't we? But here we see this wonderful reminder as, as we build up idols, whether it's within ourselves or we see the idols that the world uh, falls before, none of them have any power. The only thing that has the power to change anything is the living God, the one who made heaven and earth. And so may we continually try to put those things aside. May we reject false teaching. May we reject false idols. May we reject false gods. And may we hope that as we do this and as the hand of God is evident, may we be given opportunities to testify to his goodness. May we be given opportunities to say, look, there is one God. And one of the reasons that we know who he is is he has come in his son and he is able to solve the problem we have as we look around the world. There's no other place where the problems of people are truly solved, right? What is our problem? That we are dead in sin, that, that we are corrupt, that we are depraved. And there's only one place that we can find this answer, that God in Christ has come and he has defeated all the idols of the world. He has cast them down and he has now ascended to the right hand of the Father. This is what we ultimately celebrate at Christmas, that, that the true God has come and taken care of the real problem that we have, and that is our sin. And so may we pray during this Advent season as it leads up to Christmas, may we remember this prayer of Hezekiah, that we have been saved by the hand of God from our greatest enemy. So may now all the kingdoms of the earth know that the Lord alone is God. May that be the testimony of our forgiveness of sins that God has given us in Christ. And may it be a message that we share with the world. And that gets us through verse 20. Let's close up with prayer. Merciful God, incline your ear, O Lord, and hear the cries of your people. For we know that you are the God who hears, and we trust that you will do your goodwill. We ask that we would be given humble hearts that seek your face. When the temptations of the world come before us, strengthen us to stand firm and to follow you in holiness. As we progress through the holiday season, we ask that you would bless us with hearts that long for the coming of Christ. May we remember the promise of Christ's appearing, and we pray for hearts that would desire to follow your law and spread the good news of salvation in Jesus, that not only we would be prepared for the return of Christ, but that others would hear and with hopeful anticipation long for his coming as well. As we step out into your world today, we pray for safety, and we ask that you would guide our steps. By your divine hand, place in our paths today those you would have us serve that Christ might receive all the glory. It's in his precious name that we pray. Amen. All right, like I said, we're through chapter or through verse 20 of chapter 37. We'll finish up chapter 37 on Wednesday. We will see you then. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available each week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel. 